deep breath in. <laughs> and in. And, and out. out. I'm ready now. I found my center. You centered yourself. Namaste, Twitch. <laughs> Namaste. 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 One hour of this. <laughs> Good evening and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Nothing Nerds podcast. Woo! I am one half of the uh, criminal syndicate. <laughs> Going on with that theme again this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of transfers so over fitting. into it's Fargo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, um, yeah. Uh, Luke Westeros Westcott, joined as always by my uh, my partner in. Uh, fraud, fraudulent, fraudulent, <laughs> fraudulent yes. enterprise, Mr. Twitch. How are you? I'm pretty good. Pretty That's good. good. That's um, good. So, uh, I, I'm really excited for this week. Why is um, that? Because the day that this episode releases okay. is the day that I'm driving down to Texas hey. to surprise my girlfriend, Elise. Which means this can still stay in. It can still stay in, even though we're like, I'm basically. Even though it hasn't happened yet. Hasn't happened yet. And, you know, if it comes out early on Sunday and my girlfriend decides to. What time would you take want a it sneak out? Peek, uh, after two in the afternoon would be preferable. Two oh one is when so this is going if you up. You put it out at two oh one. Two oh one. This will be um, online. Uh, live. I, I would even. I would even say, do do I chance fate here? Uh, uh, t- test fate. Here test we go. Test fate. Let's see. Say you put it out at twelve, which I should get down to Texas. Yep. By two o'clock, that gives her two hours in advance. To find out if I'm going to surprise her or not. Oh, and then you'll know, like, does she have those notifications turned on? About yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. To find yeah. out if she actually, if she listens, actually listens to our to episodes. Bad girlfriend points if she hasn't listened yeah, to this by I the know, time you get out there. I know. I'm going to get deep shit, though. Like, you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, here's what we do. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. I'm going to upload two versions of this. Ooh. And then if you get there and she hasn't listened, we pull this one. Yes. And then we upload the one that jumps straight into the yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There so, we go. There we that's go. That's what we do. See, I've got your back on this. I've got your back. Welcome. Uh, we're, we're, we'll get into it, uh, the, the topic of the day, if you haven't uh, read the title already yes, in a yeah. little bit. But did you have any uh, did you have any updates, any any nerdy things so, this week? So um, I uh, just finished uh, re-catching up with Westworld. Ugh. I knew you were going to do that. You, you <laughs> said it during the last season. Um, I don't – I know why I love this show. It's so – well thought out season one and is. planned. Well, I think both seasons mm-hmm. are. Um, I do. I can see why season one is more appealing because, yeah, because it's better in every single way. Well, the curtain has not been pulled back by sure. the end of the first season. Like you realize a lot of the things that have been a mystery and yeah. you know, some of the tricks that they're going to pull on you in season two. That's fair. So I but, can't understand that. I just, I, I just think season three was kind of, kind of season two. Season two, yeah. Yes. Season two just was was too much. Okay. Too much. See what I did there? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot to take in, and I just, I, I wasn't like, I, 
was it's it hard the to say. afterlife stuff? It was a whole lot of everything. Okay. Where like I, I just I didn't really care. Okay. I think it was the biggest problem. Gotcha. Uh, and it, I it had the same effect as Stranger Things that my buddy David made me watch the second season yeah. with him, and I totally wouldn't have. I was so like perfectly fine with that show being mm-hmm. a, a one season show, and I also think that like it seems from the season three trailer that they have got a pretty good. Uh, like like grip on the reins of where they want to go. Yes, but that also seemed like Stranger Things to me, where it was a one season thing. That's what they had yeah. planned. They put all their chips in that, and then everyone on the planet saw it, and so they're like, "Oh, we could do another one, and then yeah. we could do another one, and then we could do another one." And, I can and, understand that. Like, I can understand. And, and everyone's gonna come crawling back to me when Westworld <laughs> season ten comes out. <laughs> And they're like, they're just running out of ideas at this point. They're just throwing stuff at the wall. Possibly, I would have a feeling that after season three, we're done. I got a feeling. I I, I think they have like five seasons. You think they have five? I think that's what I had heard. Like four or five. Like like this is not the last season. Gotcha. It is at least the penultimate one. Okay. So. So no. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So so they've already like expanded this whole thing and now they have to do at least another season. Well, okay. So I kind of got, I got to the point too, when I was watching through the second season where I was like, wasn't fully on board with it anymore, but at the same time, like something kept me coming back. And part of it was some of the characters. Um, This time when I rewatched it, I didn't watch it through Dolores's point of view. Okay. Um, and I think something flipped in me. The switch flipped for yeah. me. And it was like, no, I think this story, even in season one, this story is more about Bernard. Yeah, but and I was about to interject and say something before you started talking about yeah. the characters. My other big problem with it was Bernard fell flat for me. Ah, I love Bernard. He always talked like this in the second season. And he was he had a head injury for most having of it, so. a breakthrough. And telling the viewer exactly what was going on. <laughs> and I wanted to bang my head on the table every time he opened his mouth. He was one of my favorites in season yeah. one. And he was just so dull in season ah, two. You're just too big of a critic. Oh, yeah, me, you the critic. Film snob, I'm such you. a snobby guy, yeah. <laughs> such a big snob. That's what I'm known so for. So funny I, that the uh, it's roles were reversed yeah. in this situation. I found that, like, when I'm passionately in love with something, you usually don't love it yeah. or don't like it or have hey, strong. welcome to my girlfriend's world. Sure. You have strong <laughs> feelings in the opposite end. But yeah. then when you really like something, like we never, we don't really meet in the middle with a lot of things. We either yeah. both love something, both hate something. Yeah. Or like you love it and I hate it or I love yeah, it and you yeah, hate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We rarely are like, it was okay. Yeah, like the two of us are rarely so like, true. yeah, it was all right. You know, we, we can't meet in the middle, but because the way it sounds like to you, like season two, you're not saying it's like the best no, season of television no, 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 ever no, no, or anything no, no, like no, that. No. Like you're kind of in the middle of it. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not good. So. But I'll watch season three now because at this point I'm invested. I like Aaron Paul. So I, I do see. too. The trailer just doesn't grab me. I, the, did you see the new one that yeah, they just dropped? like yesterday. It explains a little bit more because I was like really confused. What the fuck is Aaron Paul doing in this yeah. with the teasers and stuff? It didn't really give you any idea. And now I understand it a little bit sure. more. Because even, uh, even though I did start to get back into season two and really like it, when I heard season three was being dropped, I was like a little less impressed. Yeah. I was like, 
I don't know, it's not going to be taking place in the Wild West anymore. Right, and that's kind of... A lot of characters that we liked are gone. Right. Pretty much we had Arnold and we had Dolores, and that was it. I was like, who else is going to be in it? And then when I saw the new trailer dropped, I was like, oh, we got some of our old favorites back in the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they should rename it from Westworld to, like, World. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey... World, <laughs> world, world. Do, do you want to watch season three of World World now? It's not very western, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely out of the western side of things. Yeah, but I'll, I'll watch it. Maybe I don't Maybe. know. It all it all kind of hinges on. I'm I'm at a very uh, very crucial point in my entertainment journey right now where I'm deciding should I take the plunge and re up HBO or yeah. do I not? Um, if we're not going to do any podcasts about. Westworld, I'm just not going to to watch it. I, yeah, like, I, I, like at first, at least, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to put much much time and effort into watching it because I'm not all that interested in it. If I'll we just want do to do content about updates. it, I'll do. Okay, the there you go. I'll, I'll rely on you. Here's what we can do huh. when Westworld's coming out because it's in April, March, March. Um, every week that we record. Mm-hmm. You're going to recap the episode for me, okay? And that's how we'll end the episodes, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there we go. We can do a little something fun. I'll do my best at recapping an episode, and then at the end, I will tell you everything that happened in West Westworld season three, and you'll be like, "I did a pretty good job explaining that," or you'll be like, "That's not how it happened at all." (laughs) Yes, because as we know, like I got to give credit to them because they do. They do do a good job at writing twisty, turny yes. stories, and yep. they do a magnificent job at that. So we'll see what happens in season three. Yeah. Eh. yeah. I just came from the movies. Yes, you did. Yes. I was seeing uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, uh, which technically came out last year. And she technically in... wasn't on fire. Well, she she was on fire. We'll get there. Okay. Spoiler alert. <laughs> She dies, and it's a big fire. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Yeah, so she dies in this big fire. It's crazy. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I would have been yeah, like, ah. yeah, you were you were with it for a second. The way it seems like at the beginning of the film is like she's like all somber and is like, "Who brought this painting out?" And and it's the painting that the movie is based on. Uh huh. And then she like goes and does the recap and tells oh, the story gotcha. of what happened. Gotcha. And so the whole time I'm getting there, I'm like, she gonna die. She gonna die. She gonna die. Then she doesn't die, but that's okay. Um, it technically came out last year yes. and it did a run in Europe though. Yep. So now it's us release just happened yesterday. Are you or sure did about it do that? a U.S. release? No, first? I think it did a it did a very limited run. It only played at the indie houses. Yeah, um, they didn't really play at any of the big theaters that right. I'm aware of. But now it's like, I think you could go to like oh you th- oh it might have gotten go picked up uh, during the limited run by a bigger uh, distribution company. When too. was uh, Kane's music festival or movie thing? Kane Con Con Yeah Con Kane's. I'm American. It's Canes. Tell me. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Because that, like, they redid the whole intro to the uh, film because of that. So I wonder if because it won the awards there gotcha. that they then did another theater run. Maybe. The point is, I've wanted to see this movie for a while, yep. and today was the first opportunity they had to do that. So I went and saw it, and it was really good. Yeah, that's like, what I've been hearing. Superb. Yep. Um, 
it was it's not at all like the kind of film I'm used to going to see. Okay. It's it's, it's a romance film, mm. but it's just like I don't see a lot of indie movies. I don't see a lot of low budget foreign true, films, true, things like true. that. Um, and something that really stuck with me from Parasite was the the director. He was like, talk, he gave his whole spiel about yeah. if if you just let yourself read subtitles every once in a while, yeah. you're opening yourself up to this whole world of yep. film that is amazing. And this was a really good introduction to that because. I had never seen like a French movie before and I had never seen mm-hmm. with the parasite. I think is the first movie I've seen. That's just all subtitles, all subtitles. Yeah. Gotcha. Like gotcha. I watched anime, but I don't, yeah. that's a little different. It's not like a movie where no. you go and sit down in the theater experience. Like, so it's very different, but the ta- the tactics that were used in parasite to make sure you could see, the the what was happening yeah and also read the words and get the story was employed in uh portrait of lady on fire yeah. uh and it made because it's it's a very artistic movie so there are just some stunning shots um there are two scenes in particular that i didn't really love um and it's like are you gonna go see it not anytime soon probably okay. there's so so they they the, the premise of the story is this girl is a painter she gets brought out to this manor to paint this daughter who's going to get married. Mm-hmm. The only problem is the daughter is refusing to pose. So the mother was like, hey, come paint her in secret. She thinks you're just some friend who's coming out to take her for walks because she's in a depression right yeah. now. So she's painting her in secret, trying to get like the facial structures down and everything like that. And then the two of them end up falling in love. Yes. That's the story. Um, there are two scenes where the painter... The, the the artist um, is like walking downstairs at night and then she turns around and she sees a ghost of Heloise who she's painting. Yeah. And it's very like kind of threw me out of it both times that it happened. Okay. Like it's just very like jarring. Gotcha. It's not a horror movie at all. It's not what you're expecting. It's not all what I was expecting for the story. And it didn't really like do anything for it. Like we get it. She's constantly thinking about Heloise, but we yeah. knew that already without having to see the ghost of yeah. her. Uh, so that was peculiar. And then like, she like, she'd just like fade away like really quickly. Okay. She was like there. And then the, the artist would try and say something and then she'd disappear. And it was like, cool. I hope that doesn't happen again. And then it does happen again. <laughs> Didn't really love that. Yeah. Other than that, it, it was a very fantastic movie. And nice. I recommend that you guys go see it. Uh, while it's in its limited theater run. Yeah. Yeah. Again, limited theater run. Again. While it's in its second limited theater run. <laughs> or just fucking wait until it comes out on DVD. Although I think it's not coming out on DVD for like a long time. Um, I want to look that up real quick. On fire DVD. I still hate that you say DVD release. Yeah. Pretty soon it's gonna uh, like the thing is changing to say like digital release, digital release yeah. or something like that. Which is smart, you know. Blu-rays are thing of the past. Thing of the past. I think it kind of sucks for people like me who like the tactile things. Like that's why I still have records. That's I still fair. Have shit ton of CDs, but. Fortunately, because digital is so accessible and you right. have a lot of extra components to do the analog shit now. It's tough to do. It's tough to do. Uh, this It's tough to find yeah. um, 
it's like Portrait of a Lady on Fire was released in France on 18th September 2019. The film premiered theatrically in the United States as limited release on December 6th. 2019, followed by a wide release on February 14th, 2020. Oh, okay. There's nothing that it says yeah. on like its DVD release. Probably be about four to five months. That's what that. I figured. Maybe especially a with less. like a, a lower budget film, yeah. they don't have to like crank this out onto digital. But yeah. um, I think it's worth it. It's long feeling. It's a two hour movie, but it, it yeah. feels very long. That's a very indie. Yeah. Thing because like they they don't have the budget to have people consistently talking or consistently act yep. like a lot of action and things like that. So there are a lot of like long tracking walking shots yep. through this manor or on the beach and they're beautiful shots, but there are some times where you're like, okay, I get the point. <laughs> yeah, get the yeah, point. yeah. They are it's walking. A beautiful looking thing. Yeah. You like guys are falling more and more in love. Got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah Got I'm it. with it. I, I get am on with, with the nookie. Let's and go. Like, uh, paint that picture. And yeah. We're, we're also here. speaking of the nookie, there's a lot of lesbian sex yeah. toward the end. Okay. And, uh, there was an elderly couple to my left <laughs> that I don't think was prepared for that. <laughs> There was a lot of like uncomfortable you, shifts from them. Yes. Okay. You will uh, tend to see this if you go to enough afternoon screenings of movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's where the old folks I go. I know. I know. Uh, they will be in some shocking stuff because they're like, we don't pay attention to what's in the theater. We're just like, darling, we this have looks time like a good name title. We're just going to go see that. And half the time they'll be confused and they'll be leaning over to you like, Hey, youngster, what did he say? Can you tell me one more time what the, I, 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 what's I, going on? I love the pictures when they move, <laughs> but but I don't understand a word they're saying. Yeah. That's because it's in French. Oh, yeah. I don't speak French. Well, they have the subtitles. Of, oh, <laughs> we've officially become ageists now. Yeah, we are ageists now. <laughs> I have nothing against old people. They just get confused sometimes. That's not their fault. It is their fault, actually. Yeah. yeah. I I've said multiple times I'm not looking to make it north of like 65. Really? Yeah, because it just doesn't look fun. After I that. I stopped thinking of what when I'd like to live till. I just was like, ah, eh. it's gonna happen when it happens. You got that expiration date on yeah. you. It's just yeah. a damn pain to look at because you can't see it ever. So it's like, yeah, whatever. What Did I want to just make a fat joke. No, I made like a. You said you, you don't can't know. see anywhere, and you're no, moving I, around like in my head. I'm a large person. Listen, in <laughs> my head, I was picturing you know the expiration date expires, yeah, 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 yeah. and you're always looking for it. Yeah. I picture humans are right where you get a tramp stamp. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so that gotcha, was me gotcha. looking for my tramp stamp expiration gotcha. date. I get and it. Nothing. No one can see their expiration date. That's not. That's not. You know. <laughs> you guys can't see. It. I'm trying to shift. Like that's what that's the mo- motion I was doing because yeah, like yeah, yeah. the more you do this, the more it moves out from you. I, I see what you're doing. So then eventually, the audience can't see what you're doing. No, unfortunately, they, they could probably hear me leaving my microphone <laughs> and then coming back. But anyway, <laughs> oh man, what this else do you have? Oh, this is what happens when I see a movie and yeah, then just yeah. like immediately come down and record, <laughs> especially like a, a such a thinker. Oh, that, that yeah. was like I'm still very much like. I have to be in the zone for those type of movies. Yeah, um, and it takes a lot out of me. Yes. Yeah. Like, and, and now to sit down and discuss Fargo, which is also very thinky. Yep. I'm overwhelmed, Twitch. I'm overwhelmed today. Sorry if I seem out of it, people. It's because I am out. Of it's it. wild. It's Einstein. It it's Einstein 
Einstein D. E, yeah. E. Did you have another topic, sir? No, I didn't. Oh, you don't? No. Damn. But I, I do. I will say this. If you want to like have your brain be like, just like go out of it and yeah. stuff with the thinker of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we need to watch a Paul Thomas Anderson film together. Okay. Paul Thomas. Is there any lesbian sex mm. in the films? In some of his movies. Mm, okay. Yes. Let's watch those ones. Okay. <laughs> I got the perfect one because it's about porn. Yes. <laughs> Boogie Nights. It's. I love that movie. All right, next week. It's we're, a family movie, night. believe it or not. <laughs> oh, shit, really? Yes, it is. Straight up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Deadpool thought he did the family movie. No, in Boogie Nights. First Boogie Nights, Paul Thomas Anderson. Boogie Nights did it first. Anyways. Well, uh, the, let's get into it then. Yeah. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 71, Fargo, season three. Each character in this tale is going to be represented by a different instrument of the orchestra. Happy to help, really, but where does it end? No tip? Oh, yeah. Get a real job. What can we do for you, friend? There we go. Now you're seeing it. You're trapped. And you're the damn parking lot king of Minnesota. All right. Uh, Fargo. I have loved Fargo forever. Yes. I've been trying to evangelize my friends to also enjoy Fargo. Yep. And yet this is the first time you've seen season three. Yeah. And it's not because I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it just. Uh, it's just that you hate happiness. And that no, you don't. no. I saw season one. Loved season one. Yep. Season two. Pretty good. Not yeah. as good as season one, in my opinion. Um, although. Uh, uh, fuck. What's his name? Uh Ted Danza. Oh, TV's Ted Danson. Uh, um, no, not Ted Danson. Yeah, Ted. No. <laughs> this is a good one. I'll oh, my it. God. What is going on with my brain? If this is a Carson moment, I'm going to be pissed. Twitch. Pissed. I can't see. Can Ted you re- Danza. Can you really not? Ted Danson. Right. Danson. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm keeping that in. The sun is in my face. Oh, is that what it is? It seriously was. Like, I was like, I, wait. <laughs> no matter where I go, the beam's in my eye. It's, anyway. It's actually true now that you say that. I, I have noticed <laughs> yeah. you, you do have a lot of sun in your face, don't you? So season two, yeah. uh, Ted Danson. Yeah. Danza. I, Danson. Any, Tony Danza. Ted Danson. Right. Right. Um, he was probably my favorite part. Out of I have season. to. He was really good at that. I have to share with you uh, a meme that Carson tweeted at us. Uh-oh. Uh, which was very funny. I have to pull it up. You just said, you were like, oh, it's a Carson moment. And me correcting you by saying Ted Danson so confidently made me think of this. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Read it out to the... <laughs> Twitch, I don't want to butcher his name, Luke, with all the confidence in the world. <laughs> Bong Ju Hong. Twitch, yes. Bong Ju Hong. Oh, man. Hey, we have our first little meme. I know. That's meme a pretty quote. good meme. I uh, uh, I responded. I said, I'm not the one who said I didn't want to butcher the name. So technically this gripe is fake news. 
Anyway, yeah, uh, he Ted Danson was a really good part of season two. In my opinion, season two was a little bit worse than season one as well. Yeah. But I still thought it was fantastic. I really liked it. Yeah, it, it still was. Yeah. It's, the writing was still superb. Um, I thought the, the character, action the was acting, amazing. The action was great, and the acting was great. Yeah. Um, how the stories all came together in the end was uh, really well done and stuff like also, that. Also, like, Mike Milligan and the Kitchen Brothers. Mike Milligan's story of, like, villain trying to overcome the entire empire only to end up as a disc jockey, a desk jockey yeah. is like amazing. Yeah. I love that. Um, I thought that whole story arc was fantastic. Um, but then season three came and I didn't watch it at first. I kind of yeah. let it fall under the wayside. I watched like, well, the first... it took forever for season three to come out really. So yeah, they, 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 he put a Noah Holly cause then he did, uh, um, Legion, yep. and Legion was super popular, so he cranked out a second season of that really fast, and that delayed Fargo, which I was pissed off about because yeah. I hated Legion. Yes, he did. <laughs> so, but when uh, when season three came out, I was kind of sleeping on it. Uh-huh. I watched the first episode and was like, oh, this is an awesome season, and then just never watched it. And like two years ago, I watched it, and I was like, holy cow, this is yeah. the best season. And it truly is, in my opinion. Um, the... This is the one that felt like, even though season one was a retelling of the movie Fargo, the story that the events that happened yeah. in the movie is a retelling in season one, even though that's the original Coen Brothers story, this season felt more like a Coen Brothers film Yes, than the other two. Absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. I agree. Um, the way that the characters interacted with each, with each other... Um, there was supernatural aspects to it. Um, some of the storylines, you weren't sure exactly how they fit into the theme of it, um, but fit flawlessly. And I think that's a strength uh, to know Holly Yeah. Um, in that side of things, because uh, the way Legion's told is very unnatural, very arty, <laughs> experimental. Very arty. Um, so I think that that fit in very well with what he was trying to do with this season. Yeah. Um, so, and then also the way that it just like the camera doesn't, doesn't do a lot of movement. It's right. very stationary. Yeah. And a lot of shots. Um, that's the way it felt like in Coen brothers movies in some ways, uh, especially when it's like two characters dialogue. You have a lot of shot reverse shot, yep. but a lot of it is just like one character delivering yep. a whole heap of monologue. Yep. And that felt, that was a very, that felt very Coen brothers esque to me. Yeah. Um, you did get that in the other seasons, but this season was like, seemed very prominent. It's, and it was so the dialogue in this, like is some of the best dialogue. That I agree. I've heard, I agree. Um, in anything. I think the way I've had it, like, described to me and I agree is like Fargo season one was the the best of like the acting. Yeah. Fargo season two was the best of the action. Yep. And then Fargo season three really found that culmination of yeah. the, the middle ground. Cause yep. at this point Noah Halley has just an insane amount of budget for Fargo. Yeah. But he doesn't just throw it all at explosions and, no. and fun, like special effects and things like that. A lot of it is practically done yeah. in season three. Um, but the acting and the writing was also top notch, yep. but the budget was higher too. So they were allowed to do a little more with it, yep. um, which I thought was incredible. Also VM Varga. <sighs> One of the best villains. I mean, easily yeah. because he wasn't an overtly like 
menacing type thing. And, and the way uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead said it in the end and stuff like that is that um, she said, I know a boss when I see a wa- boss. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, because most people look past middle management. And it's just like so fucking true. He's yeah. so unsuspecting. Of right. Nobody would be able to think that like this guy is the one calling the shots. He, he says he says something similar to earlier on in the season when he's talking to Ewan McGregor, uh, when he's like, "Look at you and look at me, and tell me who's richer." Yes, and he's yeah. he's talking about like how people measure an abundance of wealth. Yep, where like uh, Emmett Stussy looks at wealth as the monetary value. Yep. And and you can see VM Varga clearly sees that, but yep. also its power, and yep. also its pr- preparedness, and also <clears throat> its who follows you, and things like yeah. that. Um, so he, he's just so well played. He's so smart. Um, Professor Lupin, who acts him, <laughs> it, it does a fucking crazy job. And it's hilarious to like think about that sometimes yeah. while you're watching him, like you know, be anorexic and vomiting after Whoa. his meals, or like picking at his teeth with a yeah. with a screwdriver or something like that. Yeah. You're like. This is the guy who 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 was like Harry's father figure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those, like the same oh. guy. Really shows some acting chops, though. Dude, but. the the eating scenes with him just were just. Oh. Yeah, I love those oh. like close up camera shots. Fuck no, yeah. man, that was so bad. Uh, last night I was rewatching the last two episodes. Yeah, and um, there is the scene right at the beginning where he, his his tooth is bleeding and yep. he's picking at it, and you can hear the noise. I had to mute it because yeah. I knew it was coming. He licks his teeth. Ah, uh, dude, not good. He's a gross guy. Ugh. He's a gross guy. Yeah, it adds a lot to it. Yeah, um, that definitely adds to like. He sounds slimy. He kind of looks slimy. He's a slimy guy. He's a slimy guy. Very slimy guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, he also uh, uh, dips his testes in the <laughs> That's world's right. best dad coffee mug. <laughs> so right. And movies oh. are at the gates, inside <laughs> the gates, fornicating with our cookware. <laughs> And Emmett's like, what? <laughs> I loved him. Oh, God. He was such a prick, though. Like, But as the show went on, his character got a little bit better than like what happened to him was just so heartbreaking. Are we good? Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we won't get into spoilers yet. So. Well, yeah, we, we, we won't get into the spoilers yet. Um, I, I actually don't know a ton of like any of the behind the scenes kind of stuff in this. Did you happen to look any? Yeah. did not have time to look up, even though I had two weeks to prepare for this. (laughs) We've had longer than that too, I think, but. Well, I just restarted watching it two weeks ago because when the lease was in town, I couldn't watch it. Because we tried watching the first episode and she didn't seem to like it, so I was oh, like, "Okay, I'm no. not gonna, I'm not gonna force this upon you." That's fair. So, uh, dude, right from minute one, though that 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 scene, the opening scene, was yeah. phenomenal. Yep, it hooked me in. I was like, "We're back." Yep, we're back in this world. I got the same effect that I get when I watch a Wes Anderson film, where in the first like 20 seconds, you're very much like, "Yeah, we're we're in Fargo." Yeah, here we are. Yep. Yeah, it's time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So many one liners that I loved. There is a lot of great one liners in there and uh 
not just one-liners, but great monologues. Yes. In yeah, this yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. Did any like stand out in particular to you? Like any? Uh, the interrogation scene um, with Stussy and uh, Gloria um, were. That's spoilers on stuff, so sure. I don't want to get into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, there actually, was ones that did stick out to me. Do you want to just then jump into spoilers? We're about halfway through. We're about we 30 minutes jump in. jump right into we it. Could jump, we could jump into spoilers now, um, and then, because there's a lot that I want to talk about that is spoilery. Well, we could just do the break now, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do the break. Yep. We'll, get, we'll see you guys in just a second after some recommendations. Yeah. week my recommendation for you is some funniness uh i just found a new stand-up comedian that i absolutely love and i've already listened to uh both his albums that are available uh back to back twice um they're so damn funny um his name is randy Feltface. he's from australia <laughs> put a shrimp on the bobby will ya? i had to do it had to do it uh so Randy Feltface, um, he's Australian and he's a fucking puppet with a whole backstory. Um, he is so damn hilarious. Um, you can find uh, some of his stuff. I would recommend going to YouTube and uh, looking up Randy. And uh, Randy buys a bookshelf off Gumtree. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, but watch his stand-up specials. Uh, you can actually... Uh, find them uh, at randyfeltface.com or if you want to go to YouTube and check them out because they are up there um, and they are damn hilarious. This week for my recommendation, I'm going to have to give Carson a shout out uh, for recommending me this author. And now I'm going to recommend it to you guys, the masses. Uh, his name's Ken Follett. You can honestly read any of his books. Uh, the one that I'm reading right now is the Century Trilogy, um, which starts with Fall of Giants. The book is absolutely amazing. Um, it's historical fiction. He tackles World War One in Fall of Giants, and I recommend that you guys start with that book in particular uh, if you want to get into his work. Uh, or Pillars of the Earth, uh, which is kind of more like a medieval um, historical fiction novel as well. But his name's Ken Follett. Check him out. He's a fantastic uh, author. And now we're back to the show. Okay, welcome back to the spoiler territory, everyone. Everyone dies. Kind, kind of. Kind a lot of, of people die. A lot of people die. A lot of people die. As is Typical a Fargo Cohen, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah Fargo. Yeah. Like, it's it's very Tarantino-esque, where it's yeah. like in the last like two episodes, they're like, ah, we, we got way too many characters in yep. this show. Yeah, <laughs> just start fucking <laughs> dropping them like flies. I, uh, I remember when Emmett died the first time, I was literally like, what? Yeah. <laughs> He is one of the last. No, he is the last to go. The last to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think is 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 nice, yes. kind for him because I did like. I, I thought he had his heart in the right place the whole time. He yeah. was selfish, but he's yeah. human. I think yeah. is what was most important is that he made a lot of human mistakes. Um, 
And I respect the fact that he went and confessed to the death too. Yeah. It actually made me curious while I was watching it this time around when he was like, when he said that it was an accident, I was like, what are the charges for involuntary yeah. manslaughter? So I actually, I Googled that. And then while I was Googling, I was like, I'm probably on some watch list now yeah. <laughs> because I've Googled <laughs> involuntary manslaughter. But yeah. now I'm going to put that in the tags in the episode of the show. Ooh, but yeah, 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 awesome. Yeah, yeah. But some good deaths. I think some good deaths. Some scenes. really good deaths, some surprising ones, the way that they happened. Um, uh, the, some of the story, there was a lot of stories in this one that were connected but not connected to the story. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting, the way that they did that in this season. Because um, it didn't feel like that so much in the other seasons. Sure. All the stories usually led in directly Into, to the yeah, main story. Yeah, yeah, And then especially, like, toward the end, you get this, like, big moment where yeah. everything comes together. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this season, uh, so just kind of a, a quick synopsis. Um, the story takes place in uh, Minnesota this time, um, and it follows primarily a police detective or a pl- former sheriff, former chief, former chief, old chief of sheriff department, county, whatever <laughs> the fuck, um, Gloria, uh, as she tries to solve um, a murder, the murder of her stepdad, uh, which unfortunately involves two brothers. Um, who one is rich and one is a crooked parole officer um, who is uh, who is gets himself into some trouble um, with his girlfriend who is uh, one, of his yes. one of his parolees. Yes, one of his parolees. Both and, played by not the girlfriend, yeah, but yeah. both brothers. Both brothers played, played by, by Ewan McGregor, McGregor. Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep. Uh, he does a fantastic absolutely job. absolutely amazing um, job yeah and it's the rich more successful brother and uh Raymond Raymond is the uh low life uh parole officer but he's got a cool car but he's got a cool car that's a shit heap <laughs> to be honest uh not much cool about that car anymore no but I'm sure it looked goddamn cool uh you know yeah 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 20 ish years ago or whatever yeah. when they when they were first getting um it. the older brother Emmett ends up getting himself involved in a uh basically a fraud scheme um we're not sure what the scheme is uh we think it's money laundering maybe um or it's one of those things where it's uh, to basically do insider trading or maybe one of those ways of hiding um, contraband like or sorry, smuggling stuff mm-hmm. like don't know if it's drugs or if it's people. Uh, and he uh, gets his company involved and he gets his head way underwater way uh, underwater yeah. yes so. yeah yeah um th- yeah that's a pretty that i think that's a pretty good uh way to like surmise the story yeah. there is so there is, much more yeah. to it yes. like once you like start watching it you're like yeah i see what twitch meant yeah and then you're like whoa there's a lot to yeah. it though the it, stories it's so crazy because uh the way this story crisscrosses itself into other stories. Um, yeah. At the heart of it, you definitely have the, the Stussy brothers. Like they're kind of the core of keeping the two des- uh, disparate stories together um, between their feud and stuff yes. like that. Yeah. Otherwise it'd be totally two separate things. They wouldn't be connected at all. Right. Um, and that's really cool how the writers were able to 
interweave those two things together. And the more pressure that was put on one was put on to put the, on other, the and other they were squeezed yeah. until they finally came together in the end. Um, and then the other thing is like we did talk about, there's other stories that are brought into it that do feed into either the theme of the show or the actual story itself, but are actually like they cut off so quick and yeah. they're just like, they don't really go anywhere, which is very Coen <clears throat> brothers. Yeah. You know, just like starting things that yeah. don't finish or starting things that like mysterious circumstances take over yeah. and, and aren't continued yeah. or anything like that. There are also some really fun, like contingencies, or I suppose I should say like, fun threads in the story that affect others yes that they don't know it you know yep. we'll talk about the wandering jew in a little bit yep. but um i liked some of the other easter eggs like having mr wrench come back in yep. uh in later episodes with um like breaking out of prison and things yep. like that or breaking out of the prison bus at least uh but also like billy bob thornton narrates one of the episodes uh-huh. and i thought that was really fun that was such a damn good episode oh my yes, goodness it was. yeah oh peter and the wolf man peter and the wolf i think like like every that's what you get when you get a really well when you get a really good showrunner yeah and then creatives writing episodes and willing to take chances yeah and that's one of the things that i got to give fx as a network credit is that they're willing to take chances yeah on doing very trippy un um uh what's the word uh unconventional unconventional yeah um narrative storytelling because like these aren't uh the the shows that netflix tip or netflix fx typically has under its belts and shows like fargo is that they're not purely experimental they're right. not like yeah. david fincher like or uh what's his name um not david fincher and oh my goodness i can't believe i'm what david lynch there we oh, go okay Lynch boy. David yeah, Fincher yeah. does pretty much like he does some trippy stuff, but it's more anyways. David Lynch is like fuck with your head cerebral, yeah. like experimental shit. Sure, like, sure, sure. That doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily a narrative at any way, shape, or form. Um, but with these shows, like they add in some of that experimental stuff, but these are very much narratives. They do have yeah. a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. And they show you the whole story. They may have stuff that doesn't really make sense or have a specific tie to the story itself, except for leading into the theme, the, the opening shot um, or the opening scene of the show kind of shows that is like this story has nothing to do yeah. with the outcome of the Anything. rest of the yeah, story, yeah, yeah. but what it's talking about has very much everything yes. to do with what's going on in this yeah. season. And, and I, I, I want to learn something from you here yeah. um, before we move on once again, and we can chat about some more spoiler territory things, but um, when it comes to Fargo and I'm sure I could think of others um, similar to Fargo, I think a lot of like perhaps Quentin Tarantino films mm-hmm. also fall into this vein where also Jojo, well, not so much Jojo Rabbit. I'll leave Jojo Rabbit out of yeah. this one. Wes Anderson films as well, I think, fall into this, where it's not necessarily a character-driven story. It's very much interesting characters, very out-there characters, but they kind of stay stagnant. 
it's the story that really hooks you. It's it's Ye- it's, it's, it's it's a very interesting story with very yes. colorful characters. But like you think Gloria Burgle is really the only character who experiences an arc. Yes. Where she starts off thinking that she's invisible and she ends realizing that she's just another human. Yeah. And, but that's not like a revolutionary story arc. No, where it's no, like, no, no, Oh, no. she's coming to accept this disease yeah. or she's coming to learn how to love again or things like that. Yeah. It's just very much like watch this really interesting story unfold. Am I wrong in thinking that? Am I wrong in no, seeing it that you're way? Not, well, you're not entirely wrong, but you're not entirely correct sure. either. Um, I would disagree with you on the fact of like characters, not like the way you're presenting it is you were stating it as it was more of a plot driven show. Whereas yes, there is a lot of plot in Fargo, but also the story is actually being told a lot, in my opinion, through the characters. Sure. Um, and, but Gloria definitely is the one that has an arc that's pretty big, pretty prominent, uh, pretty prominent. I would say that there's other characters that did get some arc or they were going towards an arc and then and were then killed were or killed off. Something, before, right. Right. Like, right. That right. Arc could be completed because I think that, uh, uh, Squidger, what's her name? The girlfriend. Oh, um, uh, fuck me. I, kept, I know her I kept, actress name. I kept wanting to say. Uh, I kept wanting to say Kitty. Nikki. Nikki, Nikki. Swingo. Swango. Swango. Swingo. Swinger. Uh, Nikki definitely had more of an arc and stuff like that. We we saw her as kind of like <laughs> that's this, fair. It, um, this innocent girl and stuff like that. But then we see who she really is, and then what ha- what she's capable to do when and she's then fully it, Right, yeah, and then it turns her into like a revenge love story yep. for her. That's fair, that's fair. And that's what she gets focused on, and that's what ultimately do- does her in, yeah. is the revenge. Like, you could have said do's her in, too. Do's I her in, that. so... Um, which leads into the uh, Wandering Jew... Um, right. Uh, ...side of things. But anyways, the story, I think, is unfolding because of the choices that characters make. This show... This, oh, God. God, it's so good. Like this is this is where writing is just so yeah. good. Is that story is told through conflict. Conflict comes about by choices that and or sorry, story is told by conflict and story is told by choices. Um, characters are presented with choices and they got to make whatever choice they take is what is supposed to lead the story. Sure. It's not supposed to be like this is the wall that's in front of them. You have to go left because this is what the plot dictates right. and stuff like that. Yeah, there is some plotty stuff. Um, I am too far removed from it, and I'm on a train of thought where I can't give you specifics on plots sure. at the moment. But, but they're I, there. They're there. Yeah. Um, like the murders and stuff like that that they have to put in. Yeah. Um, but those uh, are because of the choices that other characters made. Sure. Um, like Emmett going to um, uh, co- uh, confess to murdering his brother. The plot... That needed, needed right, right, to right. get him out of prison somehow. So they went with there's Let's a just serial killing, murder and yeah, stuff like Stussies, that. yeah. So like that was for the plot and stuff like that, but it was there because a choice was sure, made. sure, sure, so, sure. I also think though that like they do have season three did it much better than season two, where like Fargo as a whole and a lot of Coen brothers have this like divine intervention moment. Yep. Where, oh, you know, there's very much, very much in the third that. act. You have moments where it's like, 
the story is going some direction and yeah. then an unexplainable occurrence happens and it takes a left turn yeah. in season one. It's the wolf um, that uh, uh, Gus Grimley sees on the way to go kill Lorne Malvo. Yeah. He sees the wolf and he realizes that Lorne Malvo was right all, all along. Like everyone's just an animal in the end. And that's when he's like, I'm going to just go fucking kill this yeah. guy. That's very metaphorical. Yeah. Then you have season two, that a goddamn UFO shows up. That's right. I forgot about that. How do you forget about the UFO? Sorry. Sorry. A UFO shows up and that like and and everyone sees it and it just takes a like the, everything in the total left-hand turn. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. and there's the moment between Peggy and Ed where Ed's like is that a UFO? And and Peggy's like, yeah, whatever. Come, we got to get the fuck out of it. Like, yeah, she doesn't even yeah. care about it. Like, everyone has his own reactions to it. I think that was very extreme. Yeah. I think I think Divine Intervention in season three was a decent middle ground, but it was still yeah. very fantastical. Yes. To the point where it's like, it did have outcome on the characters, and it did have a good moment for Nikki. Yeah. But it was very story driven. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah Like yeah, that's yeah. like here no, we're no, heading no, this so way, true. and now boom, right hand turn. Yeah. You know. So, but it's not to say that that's a bad thing. No. You know what I mean? I just think if that it's that's, done well, yeah. it's good. Yeah. If it's done poorly, it sticks out like a sore thumb. Right. Um, that's why. And I hate to say, I, I think, I think uh, season two didn't do it very well. I think it's kind of stuck out like too, a sore yeah, thumb. Yeah, yeah, too, too much, too. Far. Yeah, yeah. It's like whoa. Okay, still love season two. But, yeah, but I'd like to. Um, um, I think the series as a whole is fantastic, but season three just really stepped up their game. Yeah, and with season four coming out in two months, I, I'm like very excited. I'm interested to in see what they got because they're bringing in some uh, actors that I think would be good in the setting. Um, I <laughs> I love Timothy Oliphant. And he's going to be in this season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but apparently the guy's a big dick, which I oh, think is he? funny because his name in the show is Dick. Is there? Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I I love him as an actor. Uh, the show Justified, which was also on yeah. FX, is so good as like a modern Western type thing. Yeah. Uh, he plays a U.S. Marshal um, from uh, Harlan County, Kentucky. Um, so he's Kentucky. a good old boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Chris Rock is going to be in season Chris four. Rock is going to be in it the, for the, sure. The main character. Yep. So um, uh, that's going to be interesting to see what he does. Apparently he's, he's wanting to get more into different roles and yeah. funny and stuff. He's, he's been doing a little bit of drama every once in a while, but he's also in the new Saw movie. There's a new Saw movie? There's a new Saw movie. It's called uh, Baseballs. Spiral, I think. Wow. You can chalk that up on one of the movies that I could literally see for free but won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw another trailer today while I was sitting down that I was like, I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I could see that movie for free and yeah, I'm not going yeah, to. Yeah, there's a few of those out there. Yeah. Uh, slow yeah. season. Yeah. Final thoughts on Fargo. Um, uh, I think it's a fantastic season. The dialogue is awesome yeah um a few things i did want to point out uh about um the irs guy the way they did him was so fucking funny yeah i loved how like they really like (laughs) tested your patience yeah 
just to get inside this guy's head. Like everything was perfect. He's such an OCD. And he took so much time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then when the associate came out posing as the lawyer, absolutely brilliant. Yes. Yeah. And did the exact same the exact thing. Exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That was so good. Yeah. Loved that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the next season. I'm really um, excited. I'm probably. I'll give this one probably. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Okay. I give it a 10, but that yeah. shouldn't come as a surprise no. to you. I thought it was really good. Um, so that's all. That, that's all on Fargo. Yep. Uh, we're going to now go into the uh, Know Something quiz. I was trying to think if I could do like a Fargo rendition of the quiz music. <laughs> and I think I know exactly what I have to do. So cue the music. It is time for the Know Something quiz. Don't you know? Uh, all right, sir. Oh, uh, would you God. like to kick us off? <laughs> So, for the Know Nothing Nerds quiz, uh, we're making a little bit of a change. We kind of dry ran it uh, last week. Yes. Where if one of us is unfamiliar with the topics, then the person who brought the topic to the table is going to be the only one to ask questions. Um, and today, we are going to continue that uh, trend. So, Twitch, I have some questions for you. Ooh, I'm going to ask scared. you three questions okay. that have very literal meanings to them. Okay. The fourth is incredibly open-ended. But I think it could spark either an interesting conversation or I'd just be really impressed. Okay. 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 So uh, question number one, and these are all going to be pretty story related yes. uh, questions. But y- now that we're kind of getting into that, I might ask different questions in the future. Uh, so just be prepared for that. Ooh, um, okay. Why was Marvin Stussy killed? Because they needed another patsy to get Emmett out of jail. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, that was my throwaway. Yeah, right? okay. So, so, gotcha. So three points for you, my friend. Yes. Um, here, here, here's a harder one I'm hoping. I'm looking for something very specific here, okay? okay? How does Varga get caught at the end? Uh, he, Gloria had the uh, picture from the camera of the elevator. Mm-hmm. He was passing through an airport, and they caught his image using on a scanner using a computer imaging using software using using Linux. What kind of software? <laughs> Face recognition. Nice, there we go. There sir. We go. Face nice. Yes. She says very, very Oof. blatantly, very candidly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We picked him up using facial recognition. Nicely done, yeah. sir. Very nicely done. <clears throat> okay, this one has two answers. Okay. I'll give you 1.5 points Okay, for each one, and I know for a fact that you know one of these, so consider yourself 1.5 points richer already. Sweet. What does the IRS guy believe happened to Stussy Lots? Like, the, the money. Oh, the money? Yes. Um... So he believes that uh, he, he poses two yeah. theories. The uh, first one being, first one is that uh, Stussy took the money that they did for the loans, and uh, somebody basically embezzled them. I can't remember. Uh, no, one of them was Stussy, and the other one was what's his bucket? Varga. Varga. But like. 
So I'll I'll give you the one that I know you. I'll give you the one that that I know you know because you've said it, and this will kind of hopefully like explain the question a little Uh bit better. So one of them you've already said earlier in the episode where it's some sort of um, money laundering system oh, yeah, where yeah, he yeah, believes a drug Correct. empire yes, has been yeah. set up and they're using Stussy Lots to cover it up. Correct. That or... Couldn't tell you. Okay. Uh, the other option is fascinating and something that I'm like, is that legit? Apparently it's legal because the IRS guy in Fargo said it, and if yeah. they said it in Fargo, then it must it be must true. Must be true. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, it's essentially an angel investor comes in, invests a ton of money, the CEO then pockets that money, and then they just bleed the company out slowly. Oh yeah, company yeah, yeah. goes under. Then they use the total money they had to buy a bigger company, bleed that one out. They buy an even. It's like the game of fish. Yep. You know what I mean? Where you, you're a little fish and you eat a bigger fish. Yeah. That's that's the other possibility that he was thinking and the one that i think genuinely happened because i don't there wasn't ever a time where varga talked about like drugs or human trafficking or anything like that he was very much like we are here to become more wealthy and he seemed like a smart enough guy to like do that somewhat legitimately because he's just that clever yeah so that's the one that i actually think was happening so i'll give you the 1.5 points sweet um, so seven. So you're now seven point five points richer, my friend. Now here's my last open-ended question for you. No points will be redacted. No points will be given to me. Okay. Anything like that. There's no wrong answer to this. Okay. Ooh, ooh. What does VM stand for? Oh, I was trying to think of some like a uh, venereal disease or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay, like, yeah. He just feels like an STD yeah. to me for some reason. <laughs> That's how grody the guy is. He is very gross. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. You'd now. think like. Vermont. Mm, Vermont. Why? Varga. Why? VM. Isn't it Vermont? Yeah, uh, VM is Vermont. Vermont. Like why would. I don't know. Yeah. I was like just. It's just two letters. <laughs> he, he says he's American. But he's clearly not yeah. American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very clearly not American. He, I mean, he, he said at the be. end. He said in the end. He said I'm a citizen of the sky. It is true. It is true. Uh, but I believe he's got an American passport. Ah, whatever. He's a scumbag. Anyways. Uh, uh, he is a scumbag. Very mucusy. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> Fucking eating the food. Close-ups. And mount- <laughs> there is a big group on Reddit who believes VM stands for virtual machine. Virtual machine. Okay. And there's a lot of like things that I could open up and start talking about. Yeah. Have, like, it's like a big mega thread that people have been talking about for a long time. Um, he references a lot in the show, and it's also kind of a theme in the show of like reality versus yes. not reality. No, 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 no. Yeah, and yeah. there are a few yeah. times where he's like, I'm so invisible. Sometimes people think I don't exist. And yeah. he talks about he talks about certainty. He talks about how the only thing that isn't certain is the history, like the past, things like that. He's also like said many times exactly how things can go. Yes. He has a seemingly like impossible way of knowing exactly how things are going to turn out. Yeah. Um, so that's the, that's one theory is that it stands for virtual machine. Um, on that note, like him and Gloria mirror each other. So So well. well Yeah. 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 Show. Um, and that's like you said, like yeah, this this 
this season more than others is really playing with the idea of what's true or not because yeah. like you get this disclaimer at the beginning of every episode but for every this is season, a true story this is a true story and like i think this season more so than the others really try to like drive that point home yeah um like try to almost like hit you over the head with a hammer but not like super hard it right soft mallet it's a very soft mallet um but it's just like continuously that, beating yeah, right because that first episode or the first episode in the, the opening scene was all about um, stories stories and, and like the the guy that came in that was brought in to be questioned by the german officer yeah. was saying like do you live at this place? Yes, I live at this place. So then you so are, then you are this, this guy's name. Is, because this guy's named this that lives at that residence. And, oh, he murdered his wife. Yeah. Like, no, his girlfriend. Or his girlfriend, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. And, and his, he's like, I have her, a, yeah. And her name is Helga or Heidi or whatever and stuff What's like your that. What's your wife's name? Well, it's Heidi or <laughs> yeah, Helga or whatever, but it's different. It's not. Yeah. The, so, and it's just like, this guy is like, this is the story. Then I'm presenting to you, this is a story that has to be true. Yeah. Your story is a lie. Right. And it's just like, well, what's true then? What's true like, in that and case? And that's, that's what and, this and, is all about. And Emmett said it later on, we just looked yep. it up, is like, if you believe your own lie, does it make it true? Yeah. Which I was going to have a question for you is, how does that statement relate to Gloria? Because she believes the lie that she's invisible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But but I like I, I like where you're going with that, where also I feel like Noah Howley, in a sense, is trying to say, like, the truth is whatever I tell you. Yes, I, I, no, I have the reins yes, of this no, machine and that's, right that's here. That's definitely, yeah. definitely the overall point is, like, the story that you're getting is the story that's presented before you yeah. and stuff. And you can either choose to believe it or not, but and the, this is the story. The, the biggest metaphor that I can attach that to is the news. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I think that's a big takeaway for yeah. that. Is like, because I, I, there's a lot of news around my yeah. life right now. It's just a, news is everywhere for me, and it's a lot of it is like the fact that when I look at it, I think to myself, how much of this is yep. fabricated? How yep. much of this is genuinely true? Yeah, um, and it's just interesting to question that because because yeah. we take things at face value. I think sometimes, and we're getting to a point now where we're starting to question those things. And, yeah. Um, not that I think Fargo has a whole lot of <laughs> a whole lot to do with that. Yeah, I just yeah. think it has a lot to say in that regard of yep. being like, what is true and what's just a story. Yep. So there you have it. That's all for Fargo. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week when we discuss. Twitch is turning around. He's taking out his cell phone. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at KN Nerds. Be sure to tweet at us. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds at Facebook.com or just search Know Nothing Nerds in the search bar. Uh, or you can send us a blackmail note in the form of a ransom with a sex tape with us being disguised as another person via email that is knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Uh, or, you know, you can just, you can just comment, like, subscribe, anything like that. Tell your friends about us so that we can get rich and famous. Uh, that would be nice as well. Uh, we'll see you next week when we discuss guns akimbo. Oh, snap. Daniel Ratcliffe next Friday. Can we get tickets for that? Uh, hopefully. Uh, that's cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. We'll see you next week when we discuss that. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in a week. Bye-bye. <laughs>